WAHTB is created for adult audiences only. Our show contains adult content that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Witchcraft After Hitting the Block. Some of our audience members may already know, but for those who don't, Witchcraft After Hitting the Blunt is a spiritual community on Facebook where people of all walks and of all beliefs are welcome to share and learn. We are a safe space for POC and LGBTQ plus folk, and as the name implies, podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sabrina. Today we have a very special guest with us. Let's welcome Joey. Yay! Hello, hello. So what did you guys think about our last episode on altars? Just like every episode, I'm going to say it was good. I liked it. Same. Just like every episode, I'm going to say it was my favorite. (laughs) I couldn't be there for the recording of that one, but I loved it when I listened to it. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Also, just kind of talking about our own personal altars because I feel like we don't talk with each other about stuff like that very often. So it yeah. was really cool just feeling kind of inspired by each of you and what you put on your altars and kind of just like opening up the dialogue about how there really is no right or wrong way to do one and how you could have just a lot of fun really doing it. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing another altars episode we could even make like a second one where we get even more in depth about maybe like types of altars stuff like that altars and deities yeah i really wanted to get into uh how we kind of touched on that altar that your sister does in her house i want to do another episode on that because i'm kind of into that too so i feel like that'd be really cool. yeah yeah uh, that would be a fun one if we did one that was just like altars for the dead or like ancestral altars like that could even be multiple episodes that topic alone can be so just like thorough in depth maybe toward like halloween yeah. Cool. yeah day of the dead yeah there we go that would be perfect i'd like that hell yeah all right so joey why don't you introduce yourself a little bit um tell everybody your big three and then tell us a little bit about yourself things you like dislike hobbies anything that's fun about you hello uh my name is joey uh some i like to go by a nickname i don't know if that which is pooch so i don't know if that's a Leo trait, but we like to also like be two different people sometimes, I guess. Uh, my big three is I'm a Leo sun, a Libra moon, and a Gemini rising. Uh, I like to hang out in the woods. I like to go hiking a lot. I like to go camping. Uh, I play the drums. I like hanging out with friends and just making people laugh. Um, I guess dislikes. I try to be open to a lot of things, but um, I guess I don't like 
don't know. What don't I, I don't like mean people, but I guess that's kind of an easy one. <laughs> yeah, he's a ray of sunshine. <laughs> I don't like it, I guess, when uh, people like disrupt like peace a lot for like their own like personal gain. Like sometimes like at work it really bothers me when like even if like people are disagreeing with things, I still just like people to kind of try to understand and respect other people's decisions and then not like disturbing everybody else's kind of like peace in their own like place by mm -hmm. getting after something that they like just really wholeheartedly want and they'll like have all their desire to get. So that kind of bothers mm -hmm. me, I guess, in like in people. So I just want to keep things happy most of the time. Oh, I feel like those are real like Leo qualities too. Like you said, you like to make people happy. I feel like Leos are the sign that love to spread joy. Mm -hmm. They're also like the sign that's kind of like heroic. Like they hate injustice. They want everyone to like have something to make them happy. They're like, I'm so happy. I wish everyone else was happy too. We should all let each other be happy. I love that about Leos. Such big hearts. It makes them a fun time too because they just are super positive. I'll take it in on myself too when like because like if, if a Leo like or when I don't make like other people happy and I'm trying to make things like I guess easy and it still like doesn't work that's like it's like an own like personal like loss on myself like from just not being able to help out someone else when it's like I this is my job to do but I can't do it. I can imagine that's probably very frustrating for you just in general to like look at the planet <laughs> like right now and be like all oh, this sucks it hurts my heart. Yeah. I'm going to school for uh, natural resources too. So like this seeing more and more like people just not care about like, you know, the environment or trying to do things to make things sustainable is also a hard one to watch. Cause I kind of take it on myself and just like, what can I do? And then I, it also makes me want to do it less. Cause I just sometimes think that it's going to be harder and harder mm -hmm. and like, it's not going to go anywhere. But... Very defeating right now, especially, right. Yeah. but it's good. You're doing it. That's yeah. good work. That's great. Um, did you say, how do we know each other? Yeah, how do you guys know each other? Tell me your story, um, your friendship story. So we work together at um, a portal to a demonic dimension. Um, it's also called Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> welcome oh to Walgreens, God. welcome to hell. Walls in aisle seven if you ever wanted to check. That's like your specific store, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when we start going over portals and dimensions we'll go over your store we should do a whole episode a whole <laughs> entire episode on the walgreens portal to hell yeah that definitely is our specific store though we'll get into that a different time yeah for our our listeners who don't know sabrina works at a very famous walgreens that's known for having ghosts and portals to spirits and just weird dimensional energy and like demons and a lot of really strange stuff happens and a crackhead every once in a while <laughs> a, a lot of ghosts though more ghosts than anything <laughs> yeah so we just know each other from work um became friends from there um big fire sign energy going on i'm a sagittarius obviously he's a leader that's what he's on here for um quite often i feel like when our uh our boss would be in the same room as us he would often be like why are you guys yelling lower your voices <laughs> and it's like because we would just get excited and more excited at each other and just keep talking louder and louder <laughs> i feel that 
It was fun because whenever we would see each other after like a shift, because she would always be third shift and then I would be coming in on first shift. So it's like the first thing that my boss hears in the morning is us just screaming at each other at 7 a.m. in this little office. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He was a very even, even tempered <laughs> guy. I wonder what his plan is. It was December. He's a, or... he's a Sagittarius too, isn't he? I don't know. He's a very subdued Sag. I'd like to see his other placements. But yeah, no, uh, he would always yell at us for being loud. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's got like a Mercury and a Moon and a very like Cancer Pisces. Dark watery placement. Yeah. Something something that's like not fiery. Some people though, you know, even if their sun is in a particular element, they will sometimes exhibit the features of whatever their dominant elements are. Like they may not be anything at all like that particular element. Like one of my sisters, she's got a sun in um, Pisces, but it is her only water placement. The rest of her chart is a bunch of fire and earth. She's got lots of Aries placements. So she's someone with a lot of Aries energy. Like she's not, she's really only a Pisces in that like she's very like empathetic with people and then she's very like intuitive and just kind of like understanding. She's kind of like everyone's therapist, (laughs) all of her her friends and her family. But like otherwise, like that's it. She can't relate to anything else. Okay, so in what ways do you think that you are a total Leo? Like, I don't know, do people tell you that a lot when they meet you or see you i feel like i told you that a lot when i met you (laughs) yeah um and i guess i i do hear more and more people talking about like astrology and like star signs and i guess now so um i and i usually will like sometimes ask people when they're born just to hear what they are and then when i tell people that like i'm a leo they're like oh yeah you definitely seem like a leo and like do you take offense to that or are you happy about that? Um, <laughs> Does it depend on how they say it? <laughs> I guess I don't. Um, it never had, it never made me too or feel like too much like ill feeling or anything. Um, I don't mind being a Leo. Cause like, I guess after like knowing what Leos are known for, those are like some of the traits that I can't really argue that I do have. So it's like, not to, not to say that I feel like a leo all the time but knowing what like a leo is that makes me feel more comfortable I was like well i guess i was born in the right place or born at the right time hell yeah yeah i mean and yeah they, are you happy to be a leo i was happy today when i was looking at the the traits of a leo and it said that they're attractive and i was like okay well that's kind of nice <laughs> <laughs> i could because i could use that because sometimes i'm just like i don't really think i'm that hot and then all of a sudden I'm like oh the internet thinks i am yeah i feel like that's leo energy is that like they're super like they are into their appearance yeah. but they're also insecure about their appearance and that's yeah. why they like have to be reassured about it all the time <laughs> they need I feel like Leos tend to need validation in general from people. Like they are very confident people. They're very vibrant individuals, but at the same time, they are very self-conscious and they're like, am I being vibrant enough? Am I being nice enough? Like, am I being anything enough? And they need people to kind of like reassure them sometimes. As much as I don't want to admit it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yesterday I was talking to a friend and I was making a very solid point as to whatever I was talking about. And then at the end of it, I just stared at him. I was like, right? Right? <laughs> he was like, uh, yeah, sure, totally. I'm like, all right, good. I know I was on my point, but if you said no, I would have immediately thrown my point out the window and asked for your opinion. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so let's go back a minute because Lindy started to bring up a good uh, story. We wanted to hear about, you told me when you were giving me your birth date info, you told me that the hospital was on fire when you were born and I thought you were kidding because you're a fire sign, but you said that is actually true. So why don't you tell us about that? Uh, so for, I believe my 21st birthday, I got a call from my mom. I had not gotten much sleep that night and I was just, I was checking my mom's voicemail. I kind of screened her call cause that was not the time to talk to mom on your 21st birthday. So I, uh, she left this voicemail where she said, when you were born, we were driving into the hospital and I could feel that you were coming out. Cause I think I was like from the point of like her first contraction, I think it was only like a half hour, 45 minutes, something like that. But um, she said we were running into the hospital. And as we were running into the hospital, there was a group, groups of people running out of the hospital. <laughs> so they get my mom in a wheelchair and they start pushing her up and they get to the elevator. And my, uh, my, their doctor was like in the elevator on their way down. They're like, the hospital's on fire we can't like we can't have a birth here and my mom was like we are having this baby right now it needs to happen right now so the doctor i, I don't know if he just exactly <laughs> figured out in the elevator which was probably really hard for my dad to see when he was pushing the wheelchair but uh he uh, he's like okay yeah i guess we can we got it like the baby's coming out now so they we went back in the elevator and they took me up to i'm not sure if it was like a different unit or whatever but they took me upstairs. They like got my mom on the table and I was out in, in a couple of minutes after that. Oh, wow. So, but yeah, the, the hospital was on fire. They were evacuating people and the doctor's like, all right, well, I guess we'll make an exception because you're already coming out. But yeah, that's the story. Wow. That would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I'm generous. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I know, right? But what a like an incredible story. Like I'm, I kind of wish that was my birth story. Right? Right? <laughs> Me too. You just start telling people that now. <laughs> yeah. What an Aries thing to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When I was born, I lit the hospital on fire. No big deal. It just happens. I know. I'm going to steal that story. I'm like, I'm a fire sign. Guess what? As soon as my mom told me the story too on the voicemail, I called her back and I was or she was like, "Do you also want to go to Madison with me and your brother?" And I called her a little bit after. I was like, "I don't know if I am exactly ready." And she's like, "Joey, I just told you I gave birth to you in a hospital on fire. You are coming to Madison with me to hang out with your brother." I'm like, "All right, love you, mom. I'm sorry." Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Was your mom like scared at all? Did she see the fire? Did she like smell the smoke? Like, what was her experience? There was smoke. Uh, she didn't say anything about like seeing the fire because I feel like it might have been in a different wing. Mm. But I think there was like smoke, and they were also like, maybe we shouldn't exactly be on this elevator because yeah. like better, you know, better not lose four than rather lose one. Oh. My dad, the doctor, me, and my mom. Oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I think they they just took the risk with the elevator, which is also another, I guess, characteristic Leo. Characteristic Leo. Yeah. You like to take risks sometimes. We need to know this doctor's birthday. It's, it's true. You were like, fuck it, I'm coming in. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a story. What are some other, like, real, like, 
Leo experiences you've had in your life? Like you look back in your life and on your Leo adventures, like what are some things where you're just like, oh, this is a total Leo thing that I did and a Leo situation that I put myself in? Um, I met, I met the drummer for Tool, and when I met him, or like, because like when I was going up to meet him, I wasn't sure, because like he's kind of one of my idols. That's also why I'm wearing this shirt, because <laughs> you know this is the shirt I I think I met him in, or I got when I like met him, but um I. Like, I don't know, everyone who, like, I don't know, meets celebrities, I guess, can get a little, or not everybody, but, like, people meet celebrities sometimes, and they, like, get flabbergasted and don't know what to say, but I really kind of just like to, I don't know, say something at least a little silly, just because I want them to laugh, because I want them to know, like, you're my type of people, I want I want you to like That's me. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, I, I went up to meet Danny Carey, and I had been actually seeing Tool in a separate location the day before that, and I fell asleep in the sun, so, like, my, <laughs> you know, because Leos do that, <laughs> so I fell asleep in the sun, and I had half my face red, and half my face was white, um... so, like, I, when I went up to meet him, I, like, I was talking to, well, like, it was him and Justin Chancellor, the bassist, so I walk up, and I start to talk to Danny Carey immediately. He's asking me about, like, my jersey. Uh, Justin Chancellor tries to pull me over. And then uh, I, like, looked at Justin Chancellor, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll be with you in a minute. So then I went back <laughs> over to Danny Carey, and Justin Chancellor did not like that. Oh. So, like, right before um, I talked to Danny Carey again, Justin Chancellor takes my hand and tugs me away from Danny Carey to, like, cue me up for the picture. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait can you guys slap me? And then Danny Carey had himself a nice little giggle. Justin Chancellor did not laugh. He was very upset. I really wish I would have won him over with that, but oh. honestly, don't take me away from <laughs> oh one of my God. eyes. That's awesome. You would think that yeah. he would have wanted I, to slap you then. Yeah, I know, right? I, exactly. And that's why I was like, if, yeah, if the guy who doesn't like me won't, or doesn't like me won't slap me, yeah, I guess I consider it a loss, because that's, and I guess I did look pretty freaky with half my face being burnt. They probably didn't want to touch me. I understand. Yeah, but it is tool. I'm sure they've seen freakier, weirder yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Music videos is the first. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's incredible that you had, like, such a human experience like that, too. Like, usually when people meet celebrities, it's like, oh, hi, let's take a quick picture, shake my hand, bye. But you were actually, like, interacting with them and, like, doing cool shit, like, talking, and that's really awesome. Like, real people. <laughs> I guess that, that's why for like a Leo experience that's why I get because it just kind of made me feel like confident bold yeah. and I was like I don't care if this is like something that's like bigger than me like I just kind of want to like go there and like make them laugh and make something like stand yeah. out to them yeah. just to show like you know that I like them and they're cool uh -huh. <laughs> my sister she went to a May Day parade concert and did a meet and greet and she handed them a fucking scrapbook she did Oh, she's like, here, this scrapbook for you. She was like 13 or something. Oh, that's so like, cute. That sounds did they, nice. did they That was it? so cute. Did I they, think like, they, they did. she gave it to them or she just showed it to them? She gave it to them. Oh, oh that's that cute, though. Cute. That's really cute. It is. Right? And I, she did it really well, too. Aww. Like, she's a good artist. Right, let's talk about my favorite things, which are the more, like, darker <laughs> traits of signs. Yeah. <laughs> we all know I'm we know. to Gay placement. Um, I want to know what you think is total bullshit about being a Leo. 
So, like, some of the, like, more darker traits of being a Leo are, like, being possessive, being egotistical, impatient, self-centered, mm. dominant. Do you feel like those are, like, spot on, or do you feel like some of that shit's bullshit? Um, another one where I kind of hate to say it, but, yeah, I do. I mean, like, I do feel like I am being self-centered sometimes when I, like, like, my girlfriend is mm. also a Leo. So there is a lot of uh, fire in that relationship sometimes. And like, and that's where like, I can see sometimes where like, I'm trying to get my point across to her. And it's like really important that I feel like I should be understood. Um, she's like, you're just like, it kind of, it does feel like I'm being self-centered sometimes because I'm just trying to put out exactly like how I feel. Mm. Um, I can be egotistical because I, I feel like when I do meet people um, or like, I guess I don't know if it's more or less like ego, but like I definitely like want to make I want to make an appearance, and it bothers me when I like do meet people and they like like when people don't like me, I'm like, why don't you like me? <laughs> so I'm like I feel like I'm a nice guy, and don't get me wrong, my close friends include like Sabrina is actually one of the people that has to has told me this. They're like, I feel like if people don't like you sometimes, like what's wrong with them? Like what did what did you do so bad? Mm -hmm. But then also really bad for a leo to hear because i'm like hell yeah what the hell <laughs> right but i'm also like yeah, if joey doesn't like somebody i'm usually really like that person is sus as fuck <laughs> like i'm like i don't want to know them because like if joey doesn't like them then like what the fuck is wrong with them and yeah if they don't like him i'm just like either he did something crazy or like they're just fucked up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's and I feel like that's a really bringing that up that's like a very fire sign thing in general is like wanting to be liked I feel like there's different levels of it for each fire yeah. sign though mm -hmm. like I always say like if we were at a party like Aries are the one like doing loud shit like trying to be the center of attention that way like they're the ones that'll like set themselves on fire for fun and then like like to get laughs and then like Sagittarius is like sitting in the corner with a leather jacket on trying to be cool nonchalant but they want people to come to them so that they can tell their stories but we're not going to be the ones to like speak up and tell them first we want people to want our stories and then like leos are yeah like the cool ones that are just kind of like going around the party vibing and going around to, like, every <laughs> introducing themselves to like, everyone yeah i do have a leather jacket and you have a nice selection of leather purses <laughs> that sounds like i think a fun party if i showed up at a party and it was just a fire sign party oh and God. all the aries were setting themselves on fire and being the entertainment yeah. and like all of like <laughs> the sages were standing around being cool with good stories and then leos were everywhere mingling with everyone like that would be such a kick-ass party <laughs> yeah we're gonna hear like this is the police we got a noise complaint <laughs> everyone's arrested <laughs> that would be me that would be me showing up and be like hey that would be Yvonne. <laughs> Evie, the mom police. Like, you guys need to chill out. Go to bed. She probably called the police. <laughs> they need to shut the fuck up over there. Bring in my air. Bring in my air. And they're like, that only makes the fire bigger. <laughs> I know, right? Get the fuck out. Yeah, you're just fanning the flames. Like, yeah. You're like, join us, mom. Join us, Libra mom. Come on. Come get drunk with us. Come take a hit. Come on. You know you want to. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I always, see, I think like 
grouping them by signs I could do, but I'm always like when people always want to have like weird little like group chats of like only your sign, I'm like, hell no, I don't want to be in a group chat of Sagittarius. Are you kidding me? I was like, that'd be no, absolutely not. We'd all be vying for the attention. Exactly. We'd all be trying to like out, dude, we'd be trying to one up each other the whole time. Like, oh yeah, dude, you jumped out of a plane. Well, I fucking did that shit while like, you know, I was drinking a like pint of fucking vodka. Damn, so. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It'd be just like constant If there was like, I don't think I could do an Aries chat room either because everyone would just be like trying to like volume like bring up the yeah. volume against the other person and try to like out shout each other because they want to be heard <laughs> so it would just be lots of screaming and going deaf It'd be an all <laughs> like i'm not being aggressive i just want you to hear me i do hear you why don't you let me speak I don't why know. don't you ever shut up <laughs> that would be everyone they'd all be accusing each other of not shutting the fuck up <laughs> and letting someone else speak but that would be all of them that'd be all of us that's how Aries are. What would an all Leo chat room be like? Ooh, all Leo. All chat giving room? each other compliments. Yeah. Yeah. Each other on the back. Telling each other how least. great they are. All selfies. <laughs> all selfies. All it could be a lot of people getting irritated at each other. We we would all try to talk and I'll try to get the attention. And then at the end of it, we'd all be like, man, that guy was way too attention grabbing. And then we would also feel like they didn't like us. So then we'd also be unsatisfied because we'd be like, well, why didn't they like me? I thought I was being really cool. No, he was being way too self-centered. <laughs> and then you would want to set up another chat. That way you can guys like reaffirm that you actually like each other. But if we had, if we had common hobbies and we could all talk about, it depends on if, yeah, if, if it was a bunch of guy Leos and girl Leos or like two guy Leos and two girl Leos, I think that could be fun. But I think a bunch of guy Leos would just be a lot of excited information, but then I would leave, I feel like just knowing the same thing that I knew before, which is that we all just like, people just get it or like, we're just getting excited about, I don't know, drumming. <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled up some famous Leos because we mm. usually, you know, we like to look at that. Yeah, that's always um, fun. Number one on there is Daniel Radcliffe. Harry wow. Potter is a Leo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Jennifer Lopez, Leo. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Who do we got? Uh, Sandra Bullock, Leo. Oh. Mick Jagger. I feel like all these people, I just want to say, um, big Leo stereotype. They all have really good hair. <laughs> and for the people who can't see Joey, he has long locks. He does. That are very luscious and nice as well. Like that of a lion. <laughs> Daniel, I'm happy to see Daniel Radcliffe on there. He took naked pictures with a horse, and I like Wow. That. That's a very Leo move. What? <laughs> Sorry, they were good. Were they were. It was for that. Uh, Can somebody share a link? <laughs> I want to see the, the Leo picture. Let me find it. <laughs> I think you don't even need to put Danny Radcliffe. You just put naked horse. Naked horse. No, just kidding. Put in Danny. No, don't just do naked <laughs> horse. <laughs> it's your Google search Naked horse would bring. Please up don't. So we don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, oh wait, yeah. How do I do that screen? Let, uh, let, let it go. Oh my god, <laughs> mom, what? So, so fucking impatient. She's like, share your screen. 
Come on! I'm trying yes. to pee. Well, I went pee and I missed the conversation. So I'm like, what? So you walked into like naked horses. I'm like, what? Daniel Radcliffe. What is Daniel oh, Radcliffe can... doing? He's posing naked on and with a That's horse. That's Harry Potter's yeah. penis. Did anyone see it was the one? Yes. I like that one a lot. I never <laughs> seen that one before. Lindy. That's something Lindy's Leo would do. Though. It might hilarious. look a little strange, but we want people to like us, and that's what will get people to like us. Lindy's over here, like. Oh. <laughs> oh. Harry Potter's penis. <laughs> so some other Leo celebrities. Maya Rudolph. I love oh. Maya Rudolph. I can totally see her being a Leo. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I can see that. He's a Leo. Yeah. He's a total Leo. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Lisa Kudrow. I can totally see that. She's so adorable. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Vivek A. Fox. I definitely I can see that. that. Yeah. Robert Plank, a Leo. I'm surprised Ooh. he hasn't showed up yet. Oh. I have the same birthday as him. Oh, wow. Robert Plant and H.P. Lovecraft, but I'm not too excited about H.P. Lovecraft. He was kind of <laughs> terrible, yeah. but also a good writer. <laughs> Hillary Swank, Jason Momoa. Oh, I can totally I see Terry Crews yeah. being Leo. Terry Crews is a gem. Mary Louise Parker, I feel like I have to mention her since we're like a weed and witchcraft group. I mean, she's <laughs> on weeds. <laughs> Barack Obama is a Leo. Mm. Definitely see that. Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Charlize Theron. Prince money. Oh, Anna Kendrick. I can totally see that too. She's so adorable. She is. Ooh, Chris Hemsworth. He's a total. He's totally <laughs> Why do you Leo. Say it like that? <laughs> and. And he plays Thor. Like Thor's a total Leo energy too. That's incredible. Like he's like the ultimate Holy Leo. <laughs> uh -huh. Thor is huge Leo energy. Love it. Whitney uh -huh. Houston's on that list. I see. Oh, nice. I'm not so proud of that one. But I love it. Oh, Halle Berry. I like Halle yeah. Berry. <clears throat> I've seen her in interviews, and she's super like melt. Hello, actually. Like, she's really just kind of, like, calm. I'm curious what her, like, Moon and Mercury placements are. I should look those up. Fun fact. My grandpa worked with her mom at the hospital that he worked at in Cleveland, and he used to, like, see her and stuff when she was a little little girl. Little Just a little berry. Yeah. A little berry. A little baby berry. She's a big berry. Deborah Messing. She's really good at eating hot wings. Deborah Messing is a total Leo, and she's got red hair. I'm she's got. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Steve Carell is yeah. also a Leo. Oh, Angela Bassett. That makes a lot of sense. I love Angela Bassett. Yes. I, I like that. Madonna. No surprise there. Really? Robert De Niro. I feel like. There are so many amazing mm -hmm. famous Leos. I don't really know who any amazing famous Aries are. I'm kind of <laughs> jealous. Uh, but is that surprising though? Because like you talk about like the need, yeah. the need yeah. to want to be liked. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, what better profession to go into <laughs> than, like, being famous? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. If you're Leo, your profession is yeah. fame. <laughs> I'd be interested, though, because isn't another big celebrity placement Aries Moon or something like that? Or, no, not Aries, Aquarius. Aquarius. There's some kind of, like, Aquarius Moon or something like that that's, like, a big celebrity yeah. placement. Yeah. Um, also creativity Gemini placements are also celebrity placements but a little bit more than just like actors as well definitely I mean definitely actors in there singers writers too Aquarius um, Aquarius moons make sense oddball people unique people different if I go home and I tell my dad that it's my destiny to be famous and I'm going to be an actor he's going to be so mad at <laughs> well actually yeah what's august 30th it's august 30th that's not a leo right i think it ends the 23rd yeah that wouldn't be a leo that would what is that going into know, yeah virgo virgo mm-hmm. your dad's a virgo yeah, that makes so virgo. much sense he, yeah and virgos <laughs> i guess don't get along with leos they really really dislike them a lot that would explain why my parents loved each other so much before they got divorced after 25 years of fighting. <laughs> One, my mom is a Leo, and my dad is a Virgo. Sunset <laughs> um, what are we went over some of like the negative characteristics of what are Leo? What are some Leo stereotypes where you're just like, that is complete bullshit, and people need to stop saying that shit about Leos? Um, I really, really am a big fan of my alone time sometimes. And there's times where I really don't want to talk to people like at all. And I just want to like be by myself. And I think Leos are often looked at as people that just want, yeah, they do want that attention. They just want to be around people. They want to be doing stuff. And that does not really strike me all the time. Like they're in like, uh, my girlfriend also likes to have like her alone time but her alone time is usually like like we're hanging out but like or like honestly when yeah i mean she like she does stuff like around her place but like when i want my alone time i want like nobody around me mm-hmm. and that's kind of i guess something that i think yeah people think that we just want to be around people a lot mm. have you and there's points where i really feel like that's the opposite have you always been like that like since you're a little kid or has that been something that has developed as you've gotten older um I guess I would say probably a little bit more as I've gotten older because one of the one of the way or the reasons I feel like I would need to take my alone time is because I feel like I've put like too much time in other people and that's oh. when I feel like I've been like hanging out or like doing stuff around people too much mm-hmm. and as a kid I guess don't get me wrong I was like in school a lot so I was around a lot of people but um my yeah and I guess it's hard to get alone time as a kid too if you have like yeah. an older brother older sister and parents as well Mm -hmm. um so i guess it's really more when i tasted the luxury of being able to be by myself and like kind of enjoy that Mm -hmm. time and like wind down and do what i want to do um that's when i feel like it started to where i could find more and more activities that i could do that i feel like that's a libra tree because i love my i love my alone time yeah i love my alone time i have to have it so but usually, mm-hmm. like, that's my recharge. So when I can go back out and be my best self by being around other people. Because, <laughs> like, really, 
even that sometimes like that's where i feel like weirdly self-centered as i was just like i feel like people want you to hang out and they want you to go like do stuff with them and like they want you to go to the bar but like all you want to do is just be alone and not have to talk mm -hmm. to anybody yeah. so like um but like i literally do those like i have those times almost just for the reason of so i can like recharge get back into my zone so i can go yeah have fun with other people and then like not just be a sad sap oh everything's gonna be okay yeah <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that reassurance, see? <laughs> I want to note that Joey and I start every shift that we cross paths together <laughs> scratching one another's backs. <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yep. It's a lot of this. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It's okay, JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> And then we talk shit about our partners not being good back scratchers. And then we sandwich it with another back yeah. scratch. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can go on our day. Yeah, that's almost like my like second way to or like if nobody likes me, I just or if like nothing I say will make them like me, I just like go behind <laughs> really good at back scratches. And then I know some people, and I don't know everybody's signs, but some people are like, I don't know, it was weird. He just walked up and scratched me. I heard that from somebody else at work. I'm like, well, I guess I'm never going to scratch you again. Because, like, I told that for or somebody else told that. They're like, Joey gives the best scratch back scratches. How would you want that one? He's so good at it. He can put it on his resume. Yeah, he gives back scratches. Yeah, he should. They're great. And we'll scratch back I think for money. Sucks. Yeah. So I imagine then that Leo season is probably your favorite time of year. Do you notice any like differences in your energy or like in your attitudes or mentalities or anything or differences in your environment during Leo season? Yeah, uh, the enriched sun is like does, I guess, make me feel like what like I want to go out more. And it also makes other people feel like they want to go out more, which kind of gets me excited. Because, like, even right now, the Bucks are playing, and, like, it's the middle of summer, and, like, I guess, like, that's, like, just the, the tail end of that is going to be Leo season, but just having the, like, energy of, like, summer and the sun and everyone being out excited and, like, happy is one of the things that, like, makes me, like, happy, because, like, like, I just, like, I, I just, I'll do, like, I don't know, stuff where I'm just driving down the street, and I see some, like, little kid running some dad like push her down in the like grass or whatever they're having fun and i'm like oh my god they're ha they're having such fun like just people are in a good mood but um i also i'm I, from wisconsin so i'm very like winter loving at the same time which not, is not like well yeah i guess people in wisconsin like winter so i do kind of like it when it is colder sometimes but e either way like i do love how much like yeah happiness and like excitement there is is usually in the summer and trees are blossoming you know it's nice to go on walks not everything is just dead sticks and stuff so that's another dead like stick. pro for hiking i just want to point out that trees are blossoming in the summer is a very wisconsin thing to say <laughs> yeah, like because everywhere else trees have already been alive and living <laughs> for the yeah. rest of the year but it is true that here things have not started becoming alive until like right, like it's just died yeah i also love leo season i feel like 
I have a really hard time in Virgo and Libra season, which comes after. So I feel like this is my like big like serotonin boost before it knows I'm about to drop off into sorrow soul land Aww. because I have a really hard time in the beginning of fall, which like I love fall, so it sucks, but I always have a very hard time in those two seasons. So like Leo season is usually really good for me mm. and um super hyped and ready for whatever like he was talking about you know like the bucks are playing here it's a big deal i was talking to my dad the other day and he was like it looks like there's like fifty thousand people down there what's going on and i was like yeah people out here (laughs) it's uh in the city people are out and i like when sabrina's happy too facts (laughs) i think we all i think we all want joey's scratches right now right yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> we could do a back scratch train we can all scratch each other yeah. back <laughs> what about you Yvonne how does Leo season affect you as as an air sign I don't know I feel like during this transition of cancer to like Leo I don't know I feel like meh kind of type like before in, the, in like Aries I feel like I had that fire like kind of like okay let's do this and then now I'm just like are we done yet? Like, can we get to like fall? <laughs> I'm like so ready. So you feel yeah, tired I feel during tired. Leo season? Like, I feel like I need a nap every time. I just, like, what's going on? I just <laughs> want to take a nap. I feel tired, but I pushed myself today. So, I mean, I have my good days, you know, kind of like a self motivation thing, you know. It is so funny you say that because my friend that is a Libra, she has a really hard time during cancer season and is always like, what the <laughs> fuck is cancer season over? I'm sick of crying. I'm sick of this. Whatever. Like everybody's just sad and she just has a really bad time during cancer season. And so like, I feel like she also yeah. feels that like meh come Leo because she was so like keyed up all of cancer season that it's like this release. And then you're just like, Ugh, can we get to the yeah. next season already? <laughs> I don't know. I'm hoping this, you know, something lets up. Because right now I feel like I'm more conscious of, like, every season. Trying to see, like, what season what season is for me. Like, what does every season bring up? Is it kind of mad? Is it kind of happy? Energetic? You know, happy? Sad? Whatever. But so I'm trying not to look at it as, like... <laughs> my past perspectives of like oh, I hate summer you know but I could hate summer but what does this bring up for me like is it a good thing is it a bad thing you know what what do I need to work through during these seasons it's the shadow work queen mm-hmm. yep. always, always working working through always her working. shit <laughs> what about you Lindy um, how do you well, like Leo I season mean, I have heavy Aries energy so I really enjoy it it's usually like pump, mm-hmm. pump it up. Yeah. yeah. It's the same for me. <clears throat> like Leo season, um, Leo season and Virgo season are pretty good seasons yeah. for me. Cause like we talked about with our, our cancer episode, cancer season is usually like a really good, like self healing time. It's historically been a time where like I do heal something and I feel better And I feel like the Leo season is always like, yay, you did all that good stuff for yourself. Now it's time to enjoy yourself and like have fun. Like you feel more like centered 
the fire gives me energy. I also love the summertime as well. So I don't think I've ever had a hard time yeah. during a Leo season. Usually it's usually been pretty good. Mm -hmm. For the people that do have a hard time, I mm -hmm. feel like look at your chart and look at, you know, the house that your Leo sits in mm -hmm. and look at the things that that focuses on for you because that might be where you're having a hard time and that might always be a pattern for you. Slash yeah. also, I'm a big believer that empty houses equal a sad time. So mm -hmm. if there's nothing in that house for you, I mean, still look at what that house represents, but it might just be that you need to work on and be more self-aware that that is a time that you might mm -hmm. be a little down. Mm. It's interesting that you point that out about a sad time in that house, that particular house, like examine that. Cause like, I don't have a sad time during Leo season, but like, I don't have any Leo placements. My 11th house is the Leo house. And like, that's like the house of like groups and friendship and, you know, like people around you. And I feel throughout my life, that's always been a difficult thing for me. I've always struggled in groups of people. I've always struggled with like maintaining friend groups a lot of it also has to do with like my mercury placement because I have ADD and people are just always annoyed with me, yeah. but it's like not, I got mercury yeah, I've got a mercury <laughs> in Pisces. So people are like, D you never pay attention. And it feels like you're not listening mm -hmm. to me. And then you change the subject and then you just want to jump in and talk. And I'm like, what was that? Huh? <laughs> but it's something that I've had to be conscious of, you know, and I also see, um, having my 11th house in Leo also shows that potential for there to be vibrancy and like happy, joyful energy in terms of like friend groups. But like you said, you have to be conscious of what's going on in that house in order to correct whatever issues are in there. And that's something I definitely have tried so hard to work on my entire life is to improve my relations with my friends and other people's by being, um, an active listener, an active communicator and being conscious of that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you, I think you've done a good job even on the podcast. You know, you said mm -hmm. you've shared that that's some of your worries. Yeah. I think you've come a long yeah. way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, thanks guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's definitely something that I feel too. Like I said, I struggle a lot with the Virgo and Libros, Libra seasons and, mm -hmm. um, I mean, Virgo, I'm a Virgo rising. So that's first house self, self appearance, you know, mm -hmm. like I have a lot of insecurities about self. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's been a lifetime struggle too. And you know, it's also an empty house for mm -hmm. me. So I feel like it's just, uh, it kicks off winter depression for me. Yeah. My first house is also empty. So it's a first house um, with Virgo rising and the ruler my the ruler of my first house is mercury so my mercury in pisces is like the first right. thing that i put forward when i meet people <laughs> that's like always like that's who right. i present myself as like this person who has a very difficult time with like communication stuff and throughout my entire life so many people were like yeah when i first met you i didn't like you because you talk a lot and i was like god this girl doesn't shut the fuck up but then when i really got to know you you're really nice I wonder if that's what people think <laughs> like that's been the story of my yeah, life no <laughs> lie no lie i think it's really funny that you think that, that problem with communication no lie sorry d yeah. i love you though i believe it that's I okay I, no. I love you too thank you for I your honesty like i appreciate that i feel like that about me 
I feel like they're like no yeah <laughs> not me personally it was more towards D I don't know what it was to be honest I was like it's it's that it's a combination of being in Aries and having my Mercury in Pisces that's exactly what it is that's like total like ADD central like people think I'm self-centered people think that yeah. I don't listen people think like I'm just walking around in a bubble where no one else exists and it annoys be, I them totally relate because people be talking and I'll be like Oh, to add on to that, I have a great idea. Let's just change the subject and talk about like dirt for a minute. Wow, I'm so excited about it. And then they're like, fuck were you talking about? Why did you interrupt me to talk about dirt? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm excited. Go back to saying what you're saying. I forgot. <laughs> See, I feel I had the opposite experience with D because I you were living in Peru at the time. Mm-hmm. And you talked about all your travels and that I'm like a super sad. So I was like, I need to know this person's stat. We need to go on some fucking great travels. Uh-huh. And I want this person in my life. It's because I'm a Sag moon. <laughs> that's go. why. And I love Sagittarians. Yeah, like I, I've got my entire life. Me and Sages have always like really gotten along. It's like, let's go on adventures together. <laughs> let's go have fun with like our fiery energy. Let's go light up the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, you're always down. Anytime yeah. you bring up anything, you're always the first person to say you're down. <laughs> I feel like uh-huh. I'm a Life excites like, me. Yeah, let's I love do it. that. Like this podcast. Yeah, it's because you have like a ton of Aries energy. You are all super fiery. I think you have uh, more fiery probably, energy than I, I do. I have a lot of earth energy too from Cap. Mm. That's good. Drowns you out. So we're going to jump right into Joey's birth chart. And this is my favorite part because I like to pick apart people's charts. Yeah, I love doing that. That sounds kind of, kind, of, kind of intimidating. That's the way he said it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, kind of wait, sinister. I don't know if he's like going to go, like, just run away. Like, wait, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I point out the good things too. I just like, I love picking apart people's charts. My favorite thing to do. Notice how she phrased that. She's like, yeah. I like <laughs> I like to do the good parts too, but I know but <laughs> but I'm just saying I also like to be like this is daddy issues. <laughs> Sabrina read my tarot once and it messed me up for a whole day. So actually a couple days, and I got work. After. So I really hope this goes well. He did not want me to read it again for a while. I was like, bro, it's not all bad. You didn't want to hear about yourself that day. Uh, it was bad. <laughs> all right. So the first thing that I really notice about your chart when I'm looking at it here um, is that I'm a big asteroid person. And so I see that Folos is in Leo in the fourth house in your chart. And I always think that's kind of a fun one because that's a good one to look at for like predictive astrology. So if you bring up like a progress chart and stuff and you look at where Folos is, it can often tell you when big events are going to happen in your life or like things that will change the course of things in your life. It's a big like a lot of people reference it as like foot and mouth situations, but it's not always like bad things. It's just things that significantly change the direction in your life so i feel like there might be a lot of moments in your life where you've had like big things that have like changed the course of things 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're about to move for school. That's big. Yeah, and I'm 27, too, so, like, it was a, kind of a long time coming to get back into school. I had done school for, uh, like, half a year, didn't like it, and then I decided to go for forestry right after my girlfriend finished her 10-year bout of school. So now it's pretty, she's not ready to do more school, and I'm about to move <laughs> away. Super fun. <laughs> You're coming into that pattern return age too that's when the fun really kicks off mine wasn't that bad mine wasn't that bad some people have a bad time but mine wasn't bad. i was really lucky i had a good saturn return my saturn isn't sagittarius so my saturn return was like off into the world you go go travel i was like okay (laughs) mine is also in sagittarius how perfect nice how perfect yay I also, I really like your Libra Moon, Libra Mars combo too. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a very nice combo. And it's in fifth house. And I feel like that is a super cool, um, like romance play placement too. It is. Like that's, you know, the house of like romance and childlike things like playing and entertainment, having fun. It's the house of falling yeah. in love, of casual sex. And Libra is, you know, they say a very good love placement mm-hmm. as well. So I feel like, you know, it's um, it's good makes you big softy. Yeah, you a good boyfriend. If, if I'm, I'm yeah, casual sex. I don't want a soft. Uh And having it in the um, in the fifth house, like that, I think that just makes a lot of fun. Having, especially having like the moon, um, Jupiter in the the fifth house. That is just really good luck when it comes to romance in general. Um, that's just meeting people that you really connect with and that you fall in love with and that you're able to have like passion and romance with. And then throwing Mars into the fifth house too, like that's real like sexual energy. So like when I look at like Moon, Jupiter, and Mars in the fifth house, I'm seeing just someone who is like um a passionate lover, a caring person, a joyous person, like a really good partner. And if you're ever interested in having kids, having both the moon and Jupiter in the fifth house is like really, really good. It's very auspicious for fertility as well. Having the fifth house in Libra is generally like a non-fertile kind of a placement, but I feel like it's one of those things where it's having both the moon and Jupiter in the fifth house is like saying, if you wanted to have kids, you could have kids, but it's probably likely that you're not going to have kids because of that Libra energy, either because you don't want to, or maybe it doesn't happen. But if you did want it to happen, it definitely could happen. Like you're stacked in the fifth house for like fertility. You're very fertile. (laughs) You're very fertile. (laughs) Thank goodness. I was worried. I know that's what you came here for. Just this morning. I was I was so worried when I was rolling out of bed, but everything seemed pretty okay. Good. Good. Am I fertile? Go and spread love. Uh-huh. You also have your uh Mercury and Leo as well. This is one that can be a little bit of like a that's a double edged sword. Strong. So Mercury being in Leo, because like Leo is very like a confident sign. And so since Mercury is the planet of like thinking and communication, people that have a Mercury in Leo tend to be people who are very confident 
um, like they're confident in their ways of thinking, they're confident in their ideas, they're confident with speaking, um, they enjoy speaking to people, they're storytellers as well, like they like being like, oh, let me tell you about this really cool thing in my life. You know, they like sharing, um, but like the dark side of that, the shadow side of having Mercury and Leo is that they also tend to talk about themselves a little too much. <laughs> they kind of tend to be like attention seekers too. And I think that's where the idea of like Leo's being narcissists come um, into play as well. Uh, but it's not always necessarily a bad thing, you know? Um, I think that it can be kind of charming at times when Leos are like, oh, let me share these things about myself that you might like. <laughs> I don't think they intend to be narcissists when they have this placement. Um, so, like, I don't necessarily yeah. associate it with that. Um, but it is definitely a good placement for, like, public speaking. Like, if you wanted to be, like, an actor or a politician or, like, a lawyer, having your Leo or having your Mercury in Leo is a really good placement for that. I definitely agree with the charming aspect. I feel like Leos have a lot of charm. Mm -hmm. And I can see how some people might, you know, equate that to being, like, narcissist qualities, but I think there's definitely other signs that have way more, like, narc-heavy mm -hmm. qualities than Leo. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think Leos are the ones that get that bad rap for being the narcissist, but it's like... Do. But it's just like, you can still find that, though, in, like, Aries, Gemini, Cancer, right. like, there are other signs that also exhibit these qualities, but everyone just seems to hone in on the Leos. I think it's because Leos are so joyous, and people are just, like, jealous of their joy, that they want to accuse them of being narcissists. Stop being happy. <laughs> Makes me mad. That's a good point. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I, I definitely points through sometimes. I feel that. Like, I... I can feel, and, and that's where you just have to also be, like, self-conscious about, like, the things that you're, or conscious of the things that you're talking about, especially, like, who you're talking about, and trying to avoid just relating everything back to yourself. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, people are always trying to hate on our joy, for real. <laughs> Everybody, I, we're just a happy line, and honestly, I feel like, I don't know, most Leos I know, just don't, well, I don't know. We, 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 we don't got too much to be sad about. <laughs> We're the attractive ones. We're happy. We're good. We're the attractive ones. All you ugly people are just jealous. Girls. <laughs> yeah. But everybody, everybody's beautiful Aww. under my eyes. Oh, there you go. See, there's the charming yeah. one. Yeah. Like. Scratch his back. <laughs> Scratching back. There you go. Yeah. You also have your um your Venus in Cancer as well, and I think that's also a very like loving placement. Because cancer is, like, the paternal sign. And by paternal, I mean, like, parents, not, like, fatherly. Because um, traditionally, everyone calls it the maternal sign. But it's like, hey, men can have cancer energy as well. Men can be good parents, too. Um, so, and Venus is the planet of, you know, love and beauty. So having that combination also presents a very sweet person, a very caring person, a very loving person um, as well. I think that your girlfriend is a very lucky person with your very nicely stacked fifth house, you know, having like this like Leo energy and your Venus in Cancer. I think that just makes for just like a good quality person as well. I, I like all those placements. Those are all very good placements. That's what I think too. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Oh, yay. Now, if I want to uh, 
if I'm gonna pull out my find the gay and talk about queer oh placements. <gasps> yeah. So <Yay! laughs> one thing that I'm, I'm gonna preface this with, it's different for everybody and I don't have a set reason why I feel this way about these placements. I just look at a chart and I, it's whatever speaks to me as being queer. And it could be different. You could have the same placements, but I could feel differently about it depending on the rest of your chart. So like, there is not much of a rhyme or reason for me. It is by feels and I can't explain it but there's not much of a like it's not like a steady this is queer this is queer whatever this is not so like usually capricorn for me is a very not queer placement like not house but you have both um uranus and neptune in there and they're both sextile Pluto. And I just feel like that is heavy, like, bi vibes for sure. Like, I can't explain that, but I just feel like that is for sure where your queer comes yeah. out. Yeah, and they're stems from that. And they're both conjunct. And it's eighth house. Yeah, I was going to say, and they're eighth house as well, which yeah. is, like, sexuality, like, sexual placement. And then I always associate, like, Neptune and Uranus, um, and also, like, Aquarius as well with, like, queer Same. placements just because like neptune is such a fluid planet it's such like yeah. an ethereal imaginative yeah. fantasy type planet it's very like above being human it's like a transcending kind of energy and then uranus is like it's everything that's like different it's everything that's like the opposite of normal it's everything that's going to be like right. rebellion right. counterculture different odd queer sabs and i also notice that you have um what are called t-squares you have two t-squares mm. in your chart so the way you understand a t-square is you have to understand um the grand cross or the grand square so if you take a look here um your pluto has a square to your saturn and then also a square to your sun conjunct Chiron. Um, so a grand cross or a grand square is when you have four points in the chart that make a big X or a big plus sign or just like one big huge giant square. And that kind of functions as like the crosshairs of a gun. Um, it can either... This pattern is associated with either having really, really, really good luck or really, really, really bad luck with, very, with something very specific in life. So the reason why it's like a gun uh, is because like if you're looking through your scope and you're not focused on your target and you're looking all over the place and you're thinking and your like, scope is out of focus and you pull the trigger, you're not going to hit the target and there's just going to be destruction everywhere. Whereas if you're calm, you're breathing, your scope is in focus, you're paying attention, you pull the trigger and you'll hit a bullseye. So the way you figure out where you need to focus that attention is going to be where all of those points are in the, the grand cross. So you're going to look at those four points and say, how do I balance these four areas of my life out to be super successful and not destructive with these particular themes in my life? So the T-square works the exact same way. The only difference is it's only three points. You're missing the fourth point. So there's a heavier imbalance than there actually is with the Grand Cross. So you've got your Saturn in the 10th, where your Pluto in the 6th, where your Chiron conjunct Sun in the 4th. And then that would make the 12th house. 
the spot that's uh, that's like the empty place. This is for the first one. Um, the second one you'll see is your MC, your Medemcelli, um over here. That's associated with the 10th house as well. That square your Pluto in sixth and um, square your Mercury in third. And this would also leave the 12th house the point of focus to uh, really balance out this energy. Um, so what I'm getting from this is that anything having to do with the fourth house is going to be like family and home issues as well as like your own personal foundation, like who you are as a person, um, getting to know yourself, working on yourself, being your own home and being your own family too. Um, and Chiron is an asteroid that represents like pain and trauma, sadness, things like that. Um, the 10th house is going to be your, your, uh, your public life, basically, like your public profile, your social life, your career, like the way like you present yourself out into the world. Um, and Saturn is kind of like a, it's like a roadblock. It's like a hindrance. It presents challenges to specific areas of life, but it presents them so that way you can kind of grow in that area of life. Um, and then Pluto in the sixth house that could be work-related. It could also be health-related as well, but it's definitely transformative. So I'm seeing a lot of power here of addressing who you are as a person inside and how you present yourself to the world and also being able to connect with who you are inside and transform something about yourself, possibly that pain, possibly other things that you haven't looked at yet within yourself. And the key is going to be in the 12th house over here. And you had mentioned earlier that you like to be alone, that you feel that you really, really need time by yourself to be able to recharge, to spend time with people around you. The 12th house is the house of like spirituality, of deep things, but it's also the house of solitude as well. Like if people have a south node in the 12th house, that's usually indicative of a past life where they spent time being alone. Either they were like monks or they were hermits, they were in prison or something like that. Um, and you also have your south node. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, say that again. <laughs> I'd rather go with monk or hermit than being in prison. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, but you also have your south node in the 12th house and you have your part of fortune in the 12th house too. So I'm getting some vibes here um, in terms of, it's interesting because Usually when you have your self-node in the 12th house, it's a better idea to not become reclusive. But you also have your part of fortune in the 12th house. So I think that that's indicative of like there needs to be a balance that's struck there in terms of like spending time alone and connecting with yourself, maybe connecting with the spiritual side of yourself. It's definitely an area of life that's worth exploring because there's going to be something there that's going to help you figure out this fourth house challenge as well as this 10th house challenge. And you'll have this really good Pluto energy that's going to allow you to be able to look inside. It's going to allow you to be able to like be deep with yourself and transform yourself too. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd have to do a little bit more research about like Pluto in the sixth house. It might even be like a mental health thing. I'd have to look a, a little bit more deeper, do some more research on that.
So I have, I keep yawning. I don't know why. Uh, my Black Moon Lilith is in Leo in the 11th house. That's all I have. All I have. Ooh. I see that as like sexy friend time. <laughs> I see that as like friends with benefits time. <laughs> I don't know why. That's like the vibe I pick up from that. <laughs> I also in Leo 12th house. I always say that my Lilith is in 12th house is all my kinks and desires. <laughs> but Vesta in Leo in the 12th house is like the bane of my existence. Leo is a very like self-centered need to have that spirituality and to be able to have faith, which I mean, I'm an atheist. Like I don't, <laughs> like I admire people that have faith and can have blind faith and things and whatever, but I'm definitely more logic and reason over faith. So I feel like that ties in heavily to my North Node current life purpose as well, because that is in Pisces and that is very like spiritual placement of like, you know, finding your like path of spirituality and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like I'm constantly butting heads with that because I am like, no, thank you. I don't believe in anything except for myself. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's it's it's the bane of my existence yeah, yeah. but yeah. you do also do you know if you think about it in a way spiritual stuff like tarot like oh for sure yeah oh for sure it definitely it's definitely a it's a constant struggle it's a weird hypocritical like contradictory mm -hmm. struggle over here well i think that... totally like i mean obviously this is a witchcraft podcast <laughs> i do witchcraft and believe in it but I'm also Which a huge call? atheist, so it's just a really weird struggle over here. I think it's I spirituality. Would like, <laughs> I would join your cult too. Yeah, I mean, because I, I feel I'd see your drive for spiritual need, and honestly, like I want some spiritual desire myself. But I don't have to believe in God. I can believe in Sabrina, the Almighty Sabrina. <laughs> the Almighty Sabrina, I love it. Everybody who wants. Backscratching. I was just thinking that. Say, jump in. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Back your days. Back yeah. This weekend. Oh, started a cult. We initiated with back scratches. No, <laughs> what a creepy initiation. We're just coming towards people. It's clogged. Like, one of us. One of us. Right? Uh-huh. Too bad we're not doing bloopers with videos. One of us with back scratches. You just have to do oh, it. One day, Let's do one it. Day we'll get there. One day we'll do it. <laughs> you know, though, the thing with spirituality is you can be an atheist. You don't necessarily need to be someone who believes in God to be a spiritual person. I remember Carl Sagan was kind of big on that. He was like, even if you're an atheist and you study science and you study physics, he's like, that in itself is a spiritual thing. So maybe like that's what that also represents in your life because you're like, oh, I'm not spiritual, but I am spiritual. Yeah. And maybe it's this idea of being like you can actually be both and being able to like accept them both oh, instead no, of either sure. or. Yeah, like it's totally possible. For sure. I always I always call myself like science, science witch. So, I mean, definitely. I have Gino and Leo, but I know not many talk about that. But I was reading about it a little bit, and it says, um, I don't know about this, craving the center of attention. I mean, not me, but <laughs> um, I do feel unique. Um, I like to feel appreciated, I guess, in everything that I do. I know it says that um, desire 
to desire someone to be bold, like I guess in relationship wise, I do. Um, I don't know. I'm married to a Virgo, so I guess I do. I do desire, you know, that that bold thing. You know, just go out and do something. Like I don't have to ask you to do this for me. Just just go and do it. You know, type thing. Yeah, you always say like exciting, yeah. and you know, he's you always say he's exciting and like a fun time and doing something wild so I feel like that's definitely a heavy Juno and Leo placement to like for you to desire that yeah no it's funny because I also like that independent thing like I want you to be like bold and stuff like that but I like an independent partner type thing so I love that he's independent but bold at the same time like you know just kind of Come love me, but go over there somewhere. You know, I would take my own time. Yeah. And if you love me, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's the vibe that I pick up from like a Juno Leo placement is being drawn towards someone with like fun energy, yeah. vibrant and bright energy, someone who's like a go-getter and yeah. you know he's in the military as well. Like yeah. that's a total like fire kind of like energy and you're like, "Oh, I like this." Oh, I love you. This is sexy. I love you. <laughs> yeah, when I saw him in his uniform, I was like, "Oh, okay." And then <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he can clean up nice in his awesome. blues and stuff. But he can get down and dirty with his ABUs, you know, stuff, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. He's an electrician, you know? He likes to get down and dirty. He loves working on cars. He loves RC bashing. He does all that crazy stuff. So it's like, but then he can clean up nice. You know, I like that. I like having both. All right, so that's gonna take us to the end of our uh, Leo season episode here. Um, we got Edie with her affirmation card of the day. So why don't you tell us what that is? Okay, so it's funny because I got two decks um, yesterday. I got Shadows and Light by Lucy Cavendish, and I got Alice in Wonderland holographic cards. And it was funny because I was shuffling and I got the same freaking card, basically. Um, I got Fairy of the Highlands and it says, it's time to be brave. Fairy Leo. Oh, that's a good and, one. Very yes. Leo. And then I got Becoming Braver, which says resilient experience, growing stronger and fresh perspective. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. perfect. I know. Your face was perfect. You were like <laughs> super shocked Pikachu with the like double bravery mention there. <laughs> and that's what I think when I think of Leo, I think of like courageous, like strength yeah. type stuff. So I, I thought yeah. it was fitting. It is. So for everyone out there, tap into your inner Leo. You have it. You yes. have it. You are brave. 
Okay, so to our listeners, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, Thanks to Joey for joining us as we dived into his chart and, you know, pulled it apart. Thanks for being a good sport. We gave you a lot to work with there. Uh, Don't forget to hit that follow button for more content like this. And make sure to check out our growing community on Facebook and Instagram. Join us next time as we get down and talk about creepy cryptids. It's going to be spooky season in the summer. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. It was nice to meet you. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you. Thank you to Amanda for scheduling you to work still. What a bitch. <laughs> Who put that in the podcast? I don't know how I feel. Just <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Uh, Everyone worldwide. Boo. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>